Listen up, assholes. It's a dirty, dirty world out there. And I'm not talking about assholes. I'm talking about germs. Yeah, COVID, bacteria, jizz. And jizz is the new germs. Look, let's face it. We don't want to touch anything these days. It's gross. So be sure to use Jizz Off hand sanitizer. Because one spray wipes the germs away. Jizz Off hand sanitizer is made up of 75% alcohol. But unlike the others, Jizz Off doesn't dry out your hands. 300 sprays per bottle, made in the USA, and created by two women. That's right, ladies, keeping it classy and clean. So do yourself and your family a favor and protect them with sanitizer, masks, and wipes at jizzoffproducts.com. And be sure to use the code AHOLEPODCAST. Jizz is the new germs, so go to jizzoffproducts.com. That's J-I-Z-Z-O-F-F products.com and use that code AHOLE PODCAST. Don't get caught with jizz on your hands. It's embarrassing. Guys, we've all been in this situation. Last minute booty call, romantic evening with the wife, you got a manscape. You rush to grab that crappy razor. Ouch! Your weekend is ruined. That's why you need Smooth My Balls. Smooth My Balls is the next level grooming for the next level man. Introducing the Turf Chopper 2.0. The Turf Chopper has a premium alloy blade that glides seamlessly over those bad boys. And by boys, I mean balls. Never nip your sack again. It's also water resistant and easy USB charging. So you can plug it into your computer and multitask while tending to those testes. Order now at smoothmyballs.com and use the special code AHOLEPODCAST at checkout. Guys, don't keep the ladies waiting. Smoothmyballs.com and use that code AHOLEPODCAST. Hey, assholes, it's the big asshole, Doug Bass. I just want to take this time to thank everyone for listening to I'm an Asshole and subscribing to our podcast. If you love the show, do me a favor, tell two friends, and maybe they'll tell two friends. We're just trying to get the subscription numbers up and the downloads up, so I really appreciate everyone checking out the show. And don't forget to follow us on social media, at A-Hole Podcast. And if you want to watch the videos of the show, we got full videos on the YouTube channel, at A-Hole Podcast, or at Doug Bass Comedy. Do me a favor. Subscribe to that, too. Oh, guys, we got more assholes coming. Here's another episode. Thanks. What an asshole! Podcasting from Basshole Studios in Hollywood, California. California. You're listening to I'm an Asshole with Doug Bass. We've all been one, so let's talk about it. Now, here's your host, Doug Bass. He's an asshole, sir. He's an asshole. Hey, assholes. What's going on? Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You know the drill. Follow us on YouTube at Doug Bass Comedy or A-Hole Podcast. And also on social media platforms, you know, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. At A-Hole Podcast. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your iPod. Wherever you get your podcast fix, I can't talk right now for some reason. You know why? Because I'm really excited for today's show. Um, Our guest today is actor, comedian, writer, Alex Enriquez. He does it all. He's currently uh, the co-host of Watch It with Kenny and Alex on the Hot Mic app. I don't know exactly what that is, but I'm really excited to talk to him about it. So uh, without further ado, we're going to jump into... uh, Talk to Alex Enriquez. Alex, are you there? 
I'm here. Hey, How you doing? there he is. There he is with the long hair. Oh yeah, it's all happening. COVID. It's hair. so it's so hot. It's so unbearably hot. Now you have taken the. I mean, I think everyone went through their fa- fa- phase of long hair during COVID. I did for a while, and I was like, yeah, I like it. I like it. But then my hair starts to get curly and weird and frizzy, and it's like graying. So it's even worse. It's like a weird, awkward phrase. But you have stuck to it. You haven't. You haven't gotten a haircut at all, right? No, no. It's been since February twenty second, twenty third of. 2020 so it's been over a year now and i'm definitely definitely not going to go until i get fully vaccinated which will be a couple of weeks but yeah I, I don't know i've never had hair like this is by far the longest hair i like I've ever it. had in my life it looks good oh, thank you it looks good i, I mean you know what because like we I all like taking care of it we all know you having your you know your kind of like pompadour kind of style which you are known for uh throughout the uh comedy community i would say and la in general people see you they're like is that alex and then you're like yes it is i can i can recognize him but now you have a whole new look um and it looks good i like it i i mean i appreciate that i I did i mean i had the same haircut for like 15 years and it was if i wore a hat and i ran into people i'd known forever like just they we'd make eye contact and they'd breeze right by me so i'm uh i'm i'm now i'm invisible now you never know like i've been i've been in your home and you didn't know oh wow really jeez yeah yeah that's uh well you know yeah i was like who is this guy that's just sitting in a chair i was like i thought i I thought i was dreaming at one point i thought i was like sleepwalking but i guess you were here i didn't even know you Um, you flatter me (laughs) so how you doing how you been i haven't seen you in a while Uh, i've been doing uh, you know, keep him busy. Yeah, yeah it's uh, just trying to be just trying to be self-started for the first time in my life and be productive. So, yeah, how are how are you, how are you doing? Um, uh, you're you're like you're like the man of action. Well, I don't know. I don't know about the man of action, but um, sometimes maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm doing fine. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like I'm starting. I'm vaccinated now, so I'm starting to go back out and do like thing like like m- open mics and that kind of thing here and there. So like. That's kind of a weird experience, uh, getting back out there in the world of uh, comedy and and whatnot, because it's you know we haven't done it in a year, so it's odd. Yeah, it's very odd. Everyone feels very rusty. People aren't sure what to do. Um, so yeah, and plus I'm I'm already like socially awkward at times. So it's like now I got to remember how to like interact with people in person. <laughs> That's never. I've only known you to be a very gregarious and uh, and and graceful person, Doug. But I do want to ask: Have you have you started slap fighting again? Has that has that reestablished again? Um, the- I, I haven't done that, but only because um, of COVID. You know, you're not supposed to touch people. Well, yeah, anymore. yeah. So right. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm upset that I can't do that anymore. Uh, maybe maybe one day that will come back. I don't know. Well. You know. Somebody as good as you are at slap fighting shouldn't ever. Stop I guess slapping. I have to wear gloves. So I, just, I just want to put that out there. I guess I have to wear gloves to do that now, and then people would maybe embrace it. I don't know because they won't be like, "Oh my god, your ger- your COVID germs are all over my face," you know. They just and you just Purell and then slaps. Right. I mean, like you you have to start disrupting <laughs> these things. I think that's what we found. Exactly. Yeah. So you've been doing a lot of writing, right? From what I hear over the over the pandemic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, uh, I mean, there was nothing else to do. And I just, I, I've always been somebody who could write really fast. Yeah. Um, That's great. That's uh, a good It was just out of necessity. Uh, you know, doing sketch comedy, you have to kind of turn things around very quickly. But also, I spent a long time in advertising. And that was always, you know, HBO would call, give you 90 minutes to come up with 100 different taglines. And so it paid to be able to be speedy and i kind of set a couple of goals so like during 2020 
I wrote a pilot, uh, like a 35 page pilot in a day That's great. with like no outline. I had a couple of jokes I'd written down and the story in my head. And then I wrote in August, I wrote a movie, like a 120 page screenplay, the first draft in about a week. That's, um, that's amazing. See, like that's I, I prefer to do that that way, but then I also get in my head of like all the rules, like oh, is this Act One? Is this like what's happening with this character? But sometimes that's the best way to do it: is just vomit it out and then go back and figure out certain things or whatever. If it's not I, working, I, I, we're so inundated by mass media and mass culture that we have a better idea for how these things should be structured. Yeah, uh, just kind of innately, I have found that if you have an easy time just doing it without regarding the rules and it fits the structure and it kind of comes out, that means the idea was solid. If yeah. you can't just sort of naturally progress through it, I found it's like for me personally, that might not be the idea worth following uh, down the rabbit hole. But it's, it's, I mean, you and I both come from uh, you know, a groundling sketch improv uh, background. So uh, I, I think that that's, you know, kind of ingrained in our blood as far as, as a uh, way of writing goes. Um, yeah, getting the idea out there, you know, and then uh, and then you know fine tuning it or giving it to a couple of people to read and being like, all right, well, what's working, what's not working? Because then it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I meet so many writers that are like, well, this is a, this is this this has to happen and that has to, you know. And it's like, but it's like by the time you get your script to like people that matter anyway, like executives and production companies, there's gonna be fifty million notes from these big wigs. <laughs> And it's going to be rewritten 20,000 times. And it, then it's not going to even fucking matter at that point. So it's almost like, yeah, why yeah. not get the idea and the story out there, the characters? Because you know it's going to keep going through drafts. So, like, why kill yourself doing, like, you know, 10 drafts of it yourself before? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I feel I, I, like, that's I feel how the I exact think. same way. And I yeah, also I, I, like, I, yeah. I like to write things no. that, we, that we make, too. So it's like there's a difference between, like, writing things like, well, we're going to make this, you know, as opposed to like, I'm a writer and like, I can't put like, think Vince Vaughn as this character or whatever, you know, it's like, I don't know. There's so many people that have opinions on the, the different formats and stuff or styles. It's kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah, I, th I think I don't think that the ultimate gatekeepers you have to worry about for your thing to get made are going to be like, yeah, you know what? You, they didn't break into threes. There wasn't enough uh, fun and games or whatever the save the cat, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that help that helps people who are writers in like innate writers who want to tell a story. It helps them adapt to the screenplay format, which is a very specific kind of writing. Exactly. Because um, it's so diagrammatic, um, and I'm so you know I I I I've had a half a beer. And, uh, and and no nice. sleep, so I'm hey, getting a little philosophical. It's uh, it's good. <laughs> We're recording this on Good Friday, so I, I I know I haven't even started. I'm drinking a seltzer, but usually I have a drink by now. But I didn't do it for some reason. Uh, but I'll, I'll 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 vamp. I'll I'll stretch. If you want to go grab a drink, like I'll I'll helm the show. I've, I I brought. I'm a I'm a fellow I, broadcaster. I think I you know have. Let me. You know what? That's a, I should get a. We should have a drink together. We haven't had a Let's drink. Let's get a drink together. together. All right, I'm gonna go grab a drink. I'm gonna leave, we're gonna let this record. We'll cut this part out when I get the drink, and then I'll be right back. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk, and right, I'm gonna go fill this okay. with some I'll, some I'll, stuff. I'll watch it later. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I you know the screenplay is something I feel like people, if they really relax and allow themselves to, can feel their way through. Largely, it takes practice, and it takes the ability to get over the first draft, rough draft, blues, but. It also requires repetition. I realize I have the luxury of being able to do that. Uh, it's very privileged, which is why I don't waste it. Uh, and so I, I also had the privilege of being in environments that fostered speed. So 
like I said, I honed this very quick twitch reflex between sketch and improv where it was about the first good idea and how great you can make it. Um, uh, you know, that's filtered through and really seen me through some, some uh, interesting creative times and interesting times to create in. And, and here's Doug. I totally agree <laughs> with everything you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doug, Doug, Doug's the guy that got me into fascism. That's what I was oh. trying to say. So, yeah. I almost, we just, we're just trying. <laughs> I almost, when I walked towards the my, my bar, I was like, I'm, should I make a martini and really stretch this out? Or should I grab a pizza? I was joking. But I was like, like, what if I took like literally 10 minutes and came back and was like, so let's go. Are you still all right? Just give me. I gotta go get some. I'm gonna go run to the store and get some olives, and then I'll be right do, back. Do you have limes? Do you can I can I come grab yeah. some limes? Like what if I came over to your house and you saw me walking behind your screen grabbing a lime? Just and then coming. Go to the, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he's in my home. That would have been a great. Citrus. See, that would have been a great bit if we had like planned that out ahead of time. <laughs> That okay? Don't now. You really do have to cut this out because I, this has to be a left turn that what that that something takes at some point. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and we got to wear cowboy hats. Yeah, the whole thing just went nuts. That's what happened. Yeah, I, I grabbed my last be- my last beer, my last Guinness from uh, St. Patrick's Day. There you go. Well, hey, cheers! cheers Happy St. Patrick's yeah, Day, belated. Good, good to see you. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what you're talking about, but anyway, I, I will hear it later. Neither did I, frankly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the writing. So you have been writing. You have a, you've written a couple projects. Um, and um, are you in, are you in a contest or a festival of some sorts for writing? I, I, yeah, I actually had a kind of an interesting Friday one week ago because I I pushed myself to finish a first draft of something I've been working on since kind of New Year. Mm-hmm. And the moment I like wrote end and stepped away from my computer, I got an email that said that two of my two projects, a pilot and a screenplay that I'd written were uh, in the second round of the uh, Atlanta Film Festival screenplay competition. That's awesome. And, Congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. So I, it was, it was like, uh, I was, I was just telling my wife that, cause she said, you didn't even seem happy. And I was like, there was so much stuff that had happened. And then like writing, I wrote 20 pages and punched through something. And I was just so exhausted that the emails just felt like, okay, what? What else? There's something else now. I just like I couldn't feel anything but upset, and that's right. that's really the riddle of Alex Enriquez in a nutshell. But well, yeah, I mean, and then, like, yeah, I relate to that. I mean, it's I feel like comedians act. We're always like, oh, okay, yeah, this. Uh, well, what else? There's some kind of catch, or it's not good enough yeah, yet, yeah. or something. You know, you know, it's like you, you you're always double guessing yourself. You know, in the, in the yeah. end of the day. So I get that, but that, no, that's that's great news. Yeah, Atlanta Film oh, Festival. You. Yeah, um, I've heard good things about that one. Yeah. So have I, and my my wife. My wife told me to do it, and I always do what she tells me to do. And now, you know, she I get to you she know advance best. in the round. She yeah. and she gets to be right, which is both our favorite things. So uh. yeah, that's great. Good, good, good. Now, also this, um, so you are host co-hosting um, Watch It with uh, Kenny and Alex on the Hot Mike app. Now, I, I I signed up for this app. I don't know what it is though. I mean, I, I'm fascinated by it. Um, you watch things and review them, and then are people watching this like live? How does this work? What what is the deal with this? Explain. So hot hot mic is pretty easy there. Okay, I know this is your show, but take it easy. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> hot mic is a is a platform uh, that allows live streaming broadcasts like Twitch, like YouTube Live. Um, the difference, like the uh, the differentiator there is. You know, ideally, you're watching somebody do commentary on something that you both are watching. So, the, you know, the the person on Hot Mic's kind of 
replacing Bob Costas or whatever media figure. And okay. um, you can like, also, but yeah, kind of like uh, like mystery science theater ish kind of or no. I mean, the on its face, probably more directly like sports broadcasting and commentary. Our take is probably the mystery science theater version of it because we, you know, initially we were doing movies. We would just have everybody start the movie at the same time because mm-hmm. uh, it's more it's more meant for live broadcast. But then we started doing like, okay, what's the least likely sport you'd want to do commentary on? So we we set ourselves out for success. Like, right. uh, yeah, let's. We don't know anything about sailing. Let's talk about it for two hours live. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we're just, we, we've, we've known each other for, you know, 15 years and performed together for almost that entire time. So it's, right. it is, it, it is never about what is actually on the screen. And then now we're doing a, a Falcon and the winter soldier recap show that I've titled watch it presents watched it the Falcon and the winter soldier. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw your post <laughs> about that and I was like, Oh wow, that's, that's cool. That's confusing. It's the same. Watched it, but w- watch it. Watched yeah, it, Falcon yeah, and Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah. and that just came Look, out. That I, movie, right? Yeah. I, I I used to have to untie these knots for people for a living, and I'm, now I'm very good at re putting them together. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. actually the latest. I got to watch the latest episode so I can uh, I can review it. But it just came out today, and it's and it's an incredible television show. I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's on my list though. Yeah, definitely. Um, so so this is going to be a weekly thing. You're going to watch each episode and uh, on this platform. Now people are people are watching these these movies or shows. On their own, right? It's not like streaming across the platform because that would be like a copyright thing, right? Is it right? Yeah. So, so it's it's basically working in tandem with your television right. and for for the like the mainline sports broadcasts that they they tend to be meant for. You can sync the app to the broadcast, so it gets you closer to an actual live running commentary. You're watching what the person's talking about at the moment; they're seeing it as well. Um, this is this is a little slant use of the platform to just basically live stream so we're we're also i think we're gonna we simulcast on twitch twitch for that show i just started getting into twitch i uh yeah we live stream on twitch on wednesdays um but yeah i don't know anything yeah it was like video gaming uh streaming i didn't know anything about it uh but it's it's, super popular but like now more oh yeah now more people um are going on it like comedians and like you know other other kind of uh, entertainers. So I guess I'm guessing like it's going to blow up even more now because more people are going to jump on there trying to trying to get their Twitch in or whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. I, it's like I don't have any following on Twitch, but it's like it's it seems interesting. But yeah, again, it's like I, all these apps. I'm like overwhelmed. You know, it's like oh, I got to learn this one. I got to learn this now. You know. Clubhouse. That's yeah. like another thing we're on. By the way, if you <laughs> if you're on Clubhouse, make sure you follow. Me on Clubhouse at Doug Bass. And the, com- and by the, end of the, the Comedy Podcast Club too. is on Clubhouse as well if you're into that stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a little overwhelming, some of these things. But I guess it's like a necessity to be on these things as, as comedians and writers and actors um, to really throw yourself out there with, with you know whatever you're trying to do. Um, and this Hot Mic app is another new thing. Is this new? Is this Has it been around? <laughs> We started on Hot Mike right at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Um, so at, at least a year, but probably for some period before that too. And they're they're great. They they do great like brand sponsor like uh, partnerships and stuff. You can you know load sponsor banners on your stream and like rev- there's revenue sharing that way. So they're really cool. And they started doing like prize giveaways and stuff. You can run polls. Like their back end is really friendly. Not to get too into the gritty of this stuff, because but yeah, yeah. like you want to talk about over you know as content creators, it's doubly overwhelming because 
it's not just how many apps you have to watch. It's like, okay, you got to have OBS and how many capture cards you have. And, and do you take the compilations, the raw stream of your video gaming, for instance, and send that to somebody to edit together, to put into a YouTube. It's just, it's all light years beyond where I'm at right now, but it is a reality for a lot of people. Well, that's the interesting thing. Like, yeah, like OBS. I think we talked about this once before and I was like, Oh yeah, I want to start doing the live stream. Cause I was doing this podcast and I definitely wanted to film it with like cameras and stuff, but like, yeah, I was doing like two or three cameras and just filming them and then uploading all the footage into final cut and then like cutting it multi. And and I was going nuts. I was like driving myself nuts to like, you know, film an episode of this thing and then like try to cut it together to like release it the next day. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is way too much work for like the final outcome of like, you know, 10 people that watch it on YouTube or whatever. But I'm like, but I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's gotta be a simpler way. And then you're like OBS. And then that's when I looked at Ecamm live, which is kind of like OBS, but it's Mac friendly. And then other people told me OBS is a little more confusing. So I just went with Ecamm live, but, um, I hear both. Are, I mean, I'm loving Ecamm live so far, but yeah. Um, OBS and, um, hot mic. I mean, I don't know. There, there was another program also called like Rizzle. A razzle or something, which was another. Oh yeah, that which, sounds familiar. Which was another thing that some like someone emailed me and they're like, create ten second clips on Rizzle and like they were trying to like get like deals for like performers to do stuff on there and it's like some of these either take off or they don't. It seems like you know it's like or a handful of people know about them or they don't. Well, there's there's secondary all of them to data gathering, which is the real commodities. Like everybody yeah. getting every every email you get to sign up is somebody you can sell to whomever. And I, I, do you remember like Hello or whatever? That was the really stripped down social network that would just there's nothing. Graph. It's like Hello or it's like O dot Hello something like that. But it was very there were I don't think there were images on it at all, really? and it was all like. 100 tech 100 letter status messages or whatever and it turned out it was just somebody hired a designer to make that interface just to farm email uh email addresses to sell yeah see that's what's nuts it's like you, everyone signs up for these things immediately but they really don't know like yeah where's my info going where are these videos going it's like everyone just wants to be like like first on the new app in case it explodes and like you're part of it or whatever you know um yeah very rarely do people read the I agree uh, statement for anything these days, <laughs> which is always – it's always. how many times do you sign up for like a phone or a service and it's like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I agree. And it's like I, I just, I just I signed just my like, life if, away. If this truly made a difference, they wouldn't even try showing it to me. Yeah. Like exactly. if, this true, if this was truly made any difference in the interaction, it would, I wouldn't have access to it even this little bit that I'm ignoring. So, like, I, you know, I just yeah. – Yeah. Like my parents used to be like – Read everything before you sign it. Like double, re- you know. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's like I remember reading like con- like I remember like my first commercial agent. Like I was like, oh my god, look look at this. Con-. And I like read through like five times, and then like asked like three people. It's like is this is this right? I don't know. You know, you know. It's like you buy a car, you read everything, but like anything on apps, anything that's electronically digitally signed, you're just, you're just like whatever. <laughs> I go. I go. That's all. Just it's all just fucking Nintendo. Whatever. Right. Hey, can I cuss on this? I can cuss, right? Yes. Yes. Some. Well, okay, it's called yeah, yeah. asshole. Some. I just did an interview before this, and someone's like, "Oh wait, we can't curse, right?" And I'm like, "Well, the show's asshole. Yeah, you can curse." Well, it's can. a that's a that's a part of the human anatomy. No, it's a polite, a beautiful it's a, and elastic it's a polite, part of the human anatomy. It's a polite, uh, way, yeah, thing to ask. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yes, you can curse. Fuck curse. I mean, fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, fuck. You just you just do it. You know, <laughs> makes, you, makes you feel good on a Friday. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. So, um, so you're also an actor, um, and uh, how are you uh, liking adjusting to um, auditioning uh, during the uh, pandemic? Uh, Zoom, self tapes, all that stuff. Uh, that's I haven't. I've yet to cross that frontier. I've heard that the Zoom audition, the live, the live fire arena, is a little harrowing. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure, but self tapes. It's it's like uh, to me eliminating the trouble of having to go to a place is one thing, but then where in my tiny apartment do I find the space to shoot in front of a, a blank space? And then I gotta have the lights, and I gotta have a good camera, and the whole time I'm ima- I'm imagining the people that are actually spending money every time they put one of these together to really you know really shine and how maybe it makes a difference for either of us maybe it doesn't you know i just whatever it's fine it is what it is yeah i mean i i really enjoy i've done a couple zoom auditions for like commercials um and then you know just yeah self-tape uh for like co-star stuff but like I really the commercial thing I like because you don't have to like I don't like leaving the house to go to these commercial auditions like Santa Monica driving there on a Friday wasting your afternoon. <sighs> I mean I I hope that never happens again to be honest with you. Like I I think they should embrace this. Maybe for the callback you go in, you know. But like the first audition, I don't know. I feel like I feel like either like I, I don't know. It just it's saving a lot of people's time, I think at the end of the day. You know. Yeah, I, I, and just like everything else, it's another shift in what actually needs to happen in person. What kind of overhead are people talking about in terms of secure, securing space? And uh, I, 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 overall, I like it. The idea that I can have my really talented wife in the room, who's you know a, an amazing actress, yeah. also amazing at getting good performances out of people, right? Um, but you know, then it is. I gotta edit it together. And it yeah. used to be, you'd go into the room, just bleh, there it was. Bye. Right. No, I I agree. I think I think like there's there's good and bad with it. It's like like I did one last night for like two lines, and it was like oh, like I I waited like all day to do it, and I was like now now it's like people are like, well, you should be doing that within the first hour that you get it and and getting it in because. They're casting like earlier, you know. They're, they're, it's like they're, it's like they're they're taking more tapes now than they would see normal people in real life. So it's like get that tape in, you know. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I got to do that. Um, nah. But but then it's like, yeah, editing it together, the dogs barking. Um, uh, that's that's a pain in the ass. Like even me doing this podcast is a nightmare with when I'm watching dogs. It's like shit. I want it to be quiet, but I can't, you know, I got to put them in outside in the other room. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot uh, of work. We're looking down the barrel right now. Of, uh, I'm counting down until my wife comes home with a bunch of dogs and sets off the so far silent dogs that are surrounding me literally completely right now. Asleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're waiting they're just waiting they know that's the my thing. fingers over the mute button it's like so, yeah some of these podcasts I've, i'm like i gotta make this one sound really professional like we're in a studio and there's no no dog but then other ones it's like a free-for-all with like dark just dogs. Like, the, it's yeah. like, uh, it's like i'm not <laughs> editing that out forget it it's like it's it's too much work yeah it's like you want it to be easy you want it to be simple you know get it out there let people listen to it that kind of thing so when is this next hot mic uh show uh is it once a week you said yeah, once a week we've been we've we've been focusing on the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, review show. So that'll be this Monday at okay. one p.m. on Hot Mike and on Twitch through Kenny Donut King. That's the that's his handle. Okay, I fo- uh, I followed Kenny, but I, I couldn't. Is, is it one handle? I couldn't find you for some reason. Or, or, 
Or do you have a handle? No, I have a, I have my own handle. It's Duke underscore Midnight, and Midnight is spelled M I D N I T E. That's why I could not find. Him. I'm like, yeah, I'm, like I, I'm like typing it. Hey, man, looking around. I'm like, where the hell is he? I'm like, I don't see him. Okay. All right, I'll find. I was him. trying to, I was trying to maximize searchability and uh, and, and recognizability. It's real again, a real professional advertising move. No, that's great. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I like that. Um, all right, so so it's gonna be once a week, and yeah, I gotta check this out because it looks cool, and uh, I think it's the kind of thing that I would dig totally. Um, as no, as- you, no, stay off a of hot mic, Doug. You're not welcome there. That's oh, my right. turf. I'm sorry. Uh, it's my area. Can, and, I go, uh, can I go on cold mic? Is that allowed? Is that another app? Cold mic's cold mic's fine, and it's actually okay. a better app, frankly. So if you want to take that, uh, <laughs> mediocre mic, all right, yes. Medio- <laughs> tepid tepid mic yeah. is where where the money is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so hot everyone, download Hot Mic and uh, make sure you check out their show on there. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, all right, well, this is the uh, asshole show, Alex, um, and um, guests when they come on, they uh, they usually share an asshole story or a moment in their life. So is there a time in your life that you may have been an a-hole? It can be an isolated incident, a chunk of time in your life. Maybe you're one now and you're going through <laughs> it. Maybe someone thought you were one and you really weren't. Anything along those lines that you'd like to share with the audience? I, I Yeah, I, I, I have a single white hot incident that was, it was everybody tagged me in that moment on what an what an egregious asshole I was. So, uh, like tagged you on, like, on Instagram or tagged you? Just oh, the, uh, <laughs> thank Christ there was no Instagram. <laughs> okay, this is high this, school. Right, this this was, okay. you know, yeah. So this is like, you know, 40, 50 years ago now. Right, um, right, yeah. But <laughs> I, 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 I was, I was throwing a pigskin around and, uh, and after school, uh, you know, playground with the boys. And it's just like high school age. And I'd never been good at football. Mm, same here. But, I somehow at this moment on this day, I was throwing perfect spirals. Like my arm was a cannon. Um, I was uh, these, well, and it, it began to matter because these other high school kids who were a little younger than us came over and were like, Hey, do you want to play? It was even numbers. And like, yeah, we'll play. And, and I was like, I the whole time I was like super nervous. I was going to embarrass myself mm-hmm. in this football game. It's like, well, here, here they all find out I'm some kind of weirdo. But again, I was, I was, I was the most athletic I'd ever been to that point. I mean, I was like drilling passes, catching things one handed and running just wow. a country mile. Regular Tom Brady over. I did. I was doing dead. it all, man. Yeah, yeah. For for just that in that day, <laughs> and I I started to feel a little proud of myself, and yeah. I started to feel a little down on the rest of my team because we were still like losing very badly. Right. Um. And and I was like, man, I'm doing great, but we're losing. I, Whatever this one of these kids though the, on the other team mouths off, and he says uh, he says you know we're gonna how about we uh, we institute a mercy rule, and his team all laughs. It's like it's like out of the Sandlot or something. Like the mean kids all ha 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 ha. Right. Yeah. Everyone took and sides just, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 at this point the the assuredness i was feeling with myself had barred any sort of filter that i would usually tend to keep even though that at that age i would try to be a polite kid mm-hmm. so i'm like you know 15 16 whatever the kid says this thing about the mercy rule hardy har har and i just snap back at him and i say how about i eat out your mom and tell you how her pussy tastes whoa and that is exactly the noise that every single other person on the field made at me and these are other young men who who engage in all sorts of talk whatever but that like it, it, it was like 
whoa. Yeah. Like even my own teammates were like, man, that was, I don't, I, I don't know that I can back you on that one. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no. immediately wilted, withered. Immediately, I was like, no, you're, <laughs> no, this is right. I was feeling a little. My chest was out. I put too much bass in my voice, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was. <laughs> Everybody, wow. all the other children were like, this was a wrong thing of you to do, Alex. I know we like to have fun and joke, but that was really rotten. And how old were you at this point? Sixth grade? I was like 15. Oh, I was 15. Oh, 15. Talking right. to, a, to, I was like 15 talking to a 13 or 14 year old. Wow. <laughs> Just, yeah. So that, that those kids got a lesson that day in uh, <laughs> language yeah, and, uh, yeah, and imagery, they, perhaps. <laughs> they, and, and, and how about a, the biggest lesson of all? Don't push a stranger. You know? oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You never especially, know, especially during you know, football. No. <laughs> was it, was not it, when I'm feeling was good. It, not when John Cannon arm is on the field. <laughs> it was it was hybrid. Hi, like if you right, stopped yeah. forward progression, it was enough. But nobody wanted to like get hurt. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little rough play. But and yeah, that's interesting. See, it's like uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've said or I haven't said that exact thing, but like uh, I've definitely had said things at points in my life where like yeah, they just come out. Like you think them, you think them. And either they pop out immediately or, you, or like I've thought about things for like minutes and it's like, I'm going to say it now. No, 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 maybe now. And then, and then I don't. Or like I was like, oh, fuck, I should have said that. Why didn't I say that? Oh, yeah. Because like if, you, if you hadn't have said that but you thought it and you thought about it for like five minutes, you probably, you probably would be, go home and be like, I should have said that. Like you never would have known like how it would have came off to, in the in the the group or whatever you know. Oh, Obviously, yeah. it didn't yeah. go well, but no, but no. If in, you my, had... in my head, <laughs> in my head, the, when I if I zinged them with it in my own head, uh, you know, and all, the the imaginary high fives I would have gotten from my teammates. Oh, you toasted him, man! Yeah, jeez, you're envisioning the, so you... you're envisioning the triumph moment. Yeah, like the celebratory, oh, yeah. like oh my god, Alex, did you just like like that? Just was amazing. How did you think of that? Or like you know, oh man, it's like <laughs> it's just it was just my day. It was instead 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 of it being like the cold, the cherry on top of an already really great day i was like no of course at my peak i will find a way to stumble yeah it's and like, there it was it's like the uh the dream sequence in a movie you know it's like it's like when you, it's like oh my and then they, you come flashback to reality and it's like yeah you're getting like tackled by the you know the wimpy kid or something like that um, yeah but, th- th- but this 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 uh this animal is still inside my head i do still have to contend with the beast that now when you wanted when, to, when you, you know, left the uh the the game or the scene of the 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 crime um how how did like that game end after you said that like was it like awkward to play did it just end did people go home like what happened do you remember they continued thrashing us but it was sort of joyless and uh, we all we all left a little more shaken i think that was you know a little that was a little slice of our own vietnam there that i put us through Uh, we had to contend with you know a lot of kind of Freudian Faustian issues, if you will, because uh, I, I really, I really put a lot of venom on it, and right. I really, it, I didn't. It, there was no like yuck yuck about it. It was, it was mean and meant to harm. The, the only <laughs> and, thing that could have been like worse, it's like, and like, I feel like like this kind of stuff has happened too. Like when you put your foot in your mouth, is like you say that to that kid. Like, like uh, what, what was the exact quote? I forget. I don't want to mess. I don't want to misquote you. <laughs> <laughs> it was how about we institute a mercy rule and i said how about i eat out your mom and tell her tell you how her pussy tastes right okay so the only thing worse and like very fast and very yeah exactly yeah. um so you saying that like the only worst thing would be like that kid's mom is there picking him up 
and like she happens to be like right behind you, like on the field or something. You know, you know what I mean? And it's like, she, Doug, he, what if she just died? What if this is his first day? Yeah, on the, hey, he's really too. Adam's out there. He's he's really getting used to life again. And look at him playing with the boys, and here I come, right. like, hey, you're dead, mom, pussy, man. Yeah, like yeah, like, he has to contend with that. Exactly. Like like it's his first day back out. Like the the, the widowed father is like, you know, you really got to get out there and. You know, try to make some friends. Try to, yeah, exactly. You know, I know mom passed away. You know, yeah, and it's like his first time. Yeah, I mean, you don't know. Like, those are the kind of, but those are the kind of things. Oh, like, I've like, lost contact. Uh oh, you're right. Those are the kind of. Those are the kind of. I'll, I'll wait. There you go. Though now you hear me. Those are the kind of things where, like, yeah, you don't know, like, the history or what could happen, or you know. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've definitely, I feel like a lot of people have been in that situation where it's like you say something and someone's there that you didn't realize or some shit like that. Um, no, I've, thought, I've thought about that so many times. Like, you know, Har- I, I'm sure his mom was fine and that her pussy's great. But, uh, you know, I like <laughs> what if all of the what ifs and all of the what ifs of those situations you find yourselves in where you're, you're going to it's just a kind of a blase eh, and it like could be devastating to somebody. So the, it, I think the lesson to me was it's just that's just ice too thin to tread on. You just right. kind of certain things you stay away from. The other thing, As, that, I mean, yeah. I got the lesson very Right, immediately and intimately, and it's like you know you can run so many scenarios through your head. It's like, what if that kid came back with like some kind of reply that like blew you away somehow, you know? And it was like, yeah, uh, he's, she's like, I bet it tastes like your mom's asshole. Yeah, like, wait, or why, how, like, why, how it's like, it? it's like it's like you know, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like well, you know, your mom told me it tasted good or something. It's like what? It's like it's, it's like yeah. you know, something yeah. something you're just like you're not expecting, and it's like oh what. Yeah. Whoa, and then it becomes like a war almost. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he if he roasts me on top of that, if he snaps back with anything, even right. if it was like, yeah, but it's like tastes like your dad's dick or something. Like uh, you know, <laughs> if he's able to get something out on top in that moment, I would have I would have uh, combusted. I think I would have come apart uh, physically because of the force of that act. Um, right. It would have it would have it would have put everybody's upset to rest and just really honed in on uh, what a monster I was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Bet you, oh, find, I bet you find an Easter egg up there, some dumb shit. Yeah, like, exactly. You can keep going, you go back and forth, then you have a, and then, and then the game becomes secondary, and it's a roast battle all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean that would. Oh been, yeah, oh like dropping bombs, yeah. and everybody's like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> then that's the other, and then there's like a whole other element to that, like. When that kind of stuff would happen, it's like so and so would tell like some parent, and then that parent would tell another, and then like then there's phone calls made at some point where it's like, I heard your son called, you know, said, and then the adults would use like the exact thing, like your son said that I hope like my pussy tastes better, you know, whatever. It's like it's like to another parent or something. Yeah, it's like then that like I can't even imagine having kids. Um, you know, we both don't have kids, so it's like. But I feel like like those phone calls, those phone calls, like as like teenagers, like that's shit like people are going to have to deal with, you know, it's like and it's so awkward and weird. And like the rivalry between like two parents, like in a school or whatever, it's like, oh, my God, like there's so, there's like a whole nother level of politics there that I don't want really any part of. It's yeah, it's uh, not not having to deal with other parents is maybe one of the best features of not having to deal with your own kids, you know? Yeah, I, I would think so, because um it's an interesting topic because it's like, you know, you have a kid and, uh, yeah, obviously your whole world changes. Uh, you know, it's all about the kid. <laughs> um, and, 
<laughs> but then you go, <laughs> then you go, then you start hanging out with other other parents, or other other adults that have kids, and that that becomes your world. And you go to school functions and join PTA meetings and coach little league and all this shit. And yeah, then there's like a whole other level of politics, like like we have as like sketch comedy actors or improv people, you know, like like that kind of shit that we used to deal with. That now it's like kids stuff in school with parents and grades and the bully and the you know this person doesn't like this person i don't want you going to that kid's house because their parents don't want you that you know you know it's like all that shit like you start thinking about and it's like wow that's a lot to deal with well and and one and specific to our location i think and this doesn't apply to any of the children that i know in my life they're all blessed angels but there are many la kids who are assholes oh yeah yeah and and i I was i was doing a like a charity gig at a at a, a non-profit daycare in Los Feliz like 12 years ago. Uh, and um, I was like, everybody here looks rich. So I don't know what the nonprofit, I don't know why I'm here, but we were raising money or whatever. And I'll never forget this poor woman chasing a, a toe headed monster around the playground who was slapping everybody. And she was, she was trying her best to keep her hands at her side and say, and be calm. And she just kept saying pen pen. How do you think this is making mommy feel? pen and this kid is just in another fucking galaxy of of torture and fun and, and i'm like yeah that is that is the la kid experience i'm, I'm good yeah um and and that's interesting because it's like I, I don't know about you but like i know a lot of people that have uh kids but they're like you know my, my sister has like newborns but like a lot of my friends have like kids that are like maybe like you know five to like nine or ten range kind of and it's like that's a sweet spot. Like there's shit going on and stuff, but like it's like you know they're fun. They play games, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I forget. Like, like, so, like a lot of these kids are gonna be teenagers in a few years, and it's like that's a whole other thing. Like that's like you know uh, that's territory where it's like I can see some of my friends going nuts like over some of the shit. Like you think teenagers, it's like. You know, yeah, you get into crazy shit when you're a teenager. You, you start dating, you, you you talk back, you you know, you, you rebel in different ways. It's like I don't even. I, I, I'm very curious to see some how some of my friends react towards that kind of uh, teenage teenage land when they get there. You know. Yeah, yeah. You might you know, you let them loose on a football field to have a couple of yucks. All of a sudden, they're invoking you know cunnilingus on everybody's mothers. You know, these are the kind of nightmares you have to deal with. Yeah. What if, what if they're sullen? What if they're just sulky and sullen and they won't like? You don't have to be sulky and sullen. Well, when you're a teenager, you do. It's hard. There's hormones right. all the time, right. and, and school sucks. But like, yeah, the crazy is all out there or in here. But it's crazy, and it's yeah. I, they, they should all be tranquilized and put in a drawer, like on my favorite TV show, Snowpiercer. Just put in a drawer, puberty through there, bring them out, put a college diploma in their hand, and give them a desk job somewhere. That's what I mean. Like, I think, like, if I was going to have a kid, I'm just going to adopt, like, a 16-year-old. You know, it's like you get a few years of teenage quality time with them. Then they're an adult, 18. They're on their own. You know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still my son. You better come home and take care of me and whatever. At 16, the average 16-year-old, the right. In the right set of influences, including just a little bit of cash, that could really just be the one thing that sets them on their way on the right path, you know? Yeah. Into yeah. into their into their middle management. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know, kids, kids these days. Jeez. It's a topic. It's. I mean, like, do you? I mean, it's. We are always. 
I think wondering if people are always wondering if we're going to have kids. I don't know if you find yourself in the same situation is, or is this too personal for the asshole podcast? No, I'll talk about anything. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it is interesting. Um, yeah, I think I think like my mom at some point was, was like, "You gonna have kids?" You know, but now I feel like my sister just had two kids, so that kind of like checked that off for them at least. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, like I, I think I'd be a good dad. I you know I, but at the same time, yeah. it's like it's it's like it's so. I mean, for what we do, where we live, um, it's so. Uh, it's it's it's. A lot would have to change, you know, and, and I'm not saying that obviously everyone's life changes when they have a child, but um, I don't know, like us living in L.A. and being actors and comedians and writers, it's like, it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's hard. It's hard enough to do this shit here oh. as it is, but it's like. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Doug. I'll tell you for this, For me, Doug. it is. Uh, I, I, bet I, could, I bet I could be a pretty damn good carpenter, but I don't like uh, splinters. Yeah, what I mean yeah, to say yeah, there yeah. is just because you can do something right. doesn't mean you got to or should. No, exactly. How do you feel about this? Like, um, you know, I think I think you you guys would be great parents, I think. But yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, e- it's either in the cards or it's not, I think like either, either it's going to happen or it doesn't, you know? And yeah, it's I, I don't, yeah, we're, 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 we've had, I mean, we've had discussions about it because the last thing we want to do is feel like we didn't absolutely explore the idea you of gotta it. Have but, the, you yeah. gotta have the discussion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, cause there's a clock and it's a clock that I don't have to worry about, you know, nearly as much but uh we were also my personal thing we're and we're we're fairly in the camp of no kids but my personal outlook on it is like i feel like i met my wife very late in life and i'm very selfish so i don't want to share there you go um you know sorry and and i like to travel and you like you like to travel so it's like oh (laughs) i mean you know when when we could travel um (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i mean it's like you know, when you have kids, like those those travel trips become uh, different things. It becomes Legoland and Disney. You know, and it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, we're not going to uh, uh, Sweden or France. You know, it's like that's. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and by the way, that Legoland trip is so much more effort than the trip you would have taken if you wanted. It's all to make the kid happy, and the right. kid won't be happy. No, yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. whoa, whoa! Just invite a black hole into your life. You just—it's going to bend light and time and eat a, until you're dead. Right. I'm like, no thanks, man. And then part of me is also like, like selfish, where it's like, well, if I'm going to have a kid, like, I hope they're into like what I want, what I like. You know what I mean? Because like, I'm like, what if they're like this huge jock or something? And then it's like, now I got to coach baseball. Or like, dude, or dude, little Marty McFly soccer. Bass is going to have to really be into a couple of very big film properties. If you catch my meaning, I, I mean, yeah, I, it's like it's like I, I hope that they are successful in the entertainment industry somehow. Writer, director, actor, whatever. I don't know. But like it's like but like that's not fair for me to put that on the kid. It's like but at the same time, like I don't want to be coaching soccer on Saturday afternoons or baseball. It's like. I'm not good at that shit, but then like you'd be expected to do that, I think, you know, and it's like then, it's, then oh, yeah. the pressure is on you to be like, now I got to learn how to fucking play basketball. Oh, great. You know, I can't even fucking throw the ball in the, into the hoop, you know? So it, like it boggles, it boggles my mind that by the way, just basic on its basic face and nobody, nobody ever talks about this, that you could just, you fuck and then a person comes out and if you just <laughs> let knew? them, they'll become an adult and be out in the world. Like, Ugh, no, see, no, yeah. no, no. We got to figure out something else. See, that would be my punishment, though, though because I know I, my my dad is like really into sports, and like me growing up as a kid, like he would force like basketball. Like I had to play basketball, and like you know, and, and then like I know like 
it'll skip a generation, you know, like, it, like my, my kid will be like my dad mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, basketball, basketball, basketball. And I'm like, Oh Jesus. You know? And then their kid would be like, Oh, I want to be an actor or a comedian. You know, it's like, Oh God. And then I'll be too old and dead by the time that happens. You know, <laughs> I'll, 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 t- I'll tell you this. I was I, between the two of us. I am the athletic one between me and my dad while not being an athletic person, but I was a swimmer. Okay. And, and my dad still even would, would come like, so I think when you're, ju- when you dive, he's like giving me pointers and my dad's afraid of the water. My dad doesn't go in pools and he's like, he's like telling me how to varsity swim better. <laughs> you still got to find your in. Yeah. I know if I had a kid, I'm like, I can't throw a, I can't, you know, throw anything for anything. I'd have to be like, uh, I watch YouTube. Yeah. I'm sure somebody on there and then I'll give them pointers. I like playing like yeah, like sporty games, like when there's no pressure to win or you know, you're fucking around and, you're, and there's alcohol involved or something. It's like you know, it's like I'll tell like, you, hey, my, you know. if I could have drank in high school while playing basketball, I'm sure I would have loved it. <laughs> Here comes sophomore, like fifteen year old Doug coming down there. Hey, oh, you missed that one again. Ah, whatever. Here, have another beer. You know, it's like, you're, you're dribbling, <laughs> dribbling with one hand a Coors Light in the other and a cigarette yeah. dangling from your lip. If my father made me a teenage alcoholic while persuading, persuading <laughs> me to play basketball. Then, then I may have enjoyed it more. I don't know. I'd be pro now. I'd be I mean, pro. I would be pro. I more of these. I, I would be. I would be starring in Space Jam too instead of uh, you'd, LeBron. You'd be LeBron. Yeah. You, just just fifteen years old. I can make these free throws if I didn't have the shakes, man. I just gotta exactly. just a little nip to take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that's a new way to look at it. I don't know. You should have been a drinker in high school. That's exactly. where you went wrong. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I started too late. That's the problem. <laughs> Don't late, start late too bloomer. late. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> start uh, them young. This is uh, only this is eighteen and above should be listening to this. So don't take anything we say for uh, for for truth. Um, that doesn't even make fuck sense. Fucking drink, do drugs, <laughs> chase people around, <laughs> fuck whatever. Yeah, just do be, it. Just be just be uh, careful with everything. You know, the That's fascists all. are going to outlaw everything cool anyway. So if just people do are coming it now. to this show for advice. Then uh, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> I'm flipping. I'm flipping off the camera right now. That's what I say to advice. They're, my, they're my in the wrong. Hilarious. They're in the wrong spot. But tell your friends and subscribe. That's yeah. Um, subscribe for non-advice. <laughs> uh, here's a question for you, Alex. Um, have you ever gotten anything autographed? And if so, by who? And what was it? Uh, I have gotten a bunch of stuff autographed. I got a an address book autographed by Kevin Smith. An address book. Like okay, yeah. so so something that you'd put your friends and family in contact in by Kevin Smith. It's a little pocket sized one. Film yeah. director Kevin Smith. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why an address the, book? Is it because that the only thing you had on you at the time? Is that what it was? It was a. Yeah. I, uh, it was a last minute. Like he was making an appearance at a convention downtown, uh, so I went at the last minute. It's the only thing I had on me. He was doing a panel and he was coming around. There was only like I don't know 85, 90 people in the in the hall. This was, and this was like. After Dogma, but before Jay and Silent Bob 2, right. if that places it for you. Yeah, yeah. So he's still kind of up there. Yeah, um, totally. That's all I had. And I used to carry it on me every day and did for a couple of years <laughs> after that till it fell apart. But yeah, I had him personally like autograph it. Did like, you, yeah, Kevin did, Smith. Did you ask him for his address and phone number since you had the book? He... <laughs> Wrote, I think he wrote in a five 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 number. By it. he saw the opportunity. He took the opportunity. God bless him. He took the opportunity for the joke without having to be set up. And, right, and that's right, right. you know that'll be eternally to his credit. Yeah. Do you still have this? Oh no! It disintegrated in my pants long ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> you mean you didn't frame it and put it next to uh, Dogma DVD or whatever? Yeah, it's 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 exactly, yeah, it's wedged it's wedged between two identical Criterion. Isn't copies that interesting? Like, isn't that interesting with like autographs? It's like I remember like trying to get some autographs in like yeah, like middle school or high school, and it was like if you got one, it's like I'll frame it. It's going to be worth something one day, you know? And eh. <laughs> I always thought that. I always thought like you got to get this stuff framed. It's going to be worth a lot of money. And I'm like it's not. Like unless unless the person dies or dies young or you know, I don't know. Not I to don't mention certificate a certificate of authenticity on something that you had signed yourself which is right. needed for high value collectors. It is, it is needed for that unless you have like an expert come in and like, you know, line it up and whatever. But now it's almost like the selfie is like the new autograph. Or the selfie of you with the person and them signing the thing. <laughs> it's like there's your proof or whatever. And you put that next to the autograph as you're trying to sell it. And you frame it with the in a shadow box, a tasteful shadow box, a selfie of the original photographer. Right. Getting yeah, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's autograph outside of LAX. Exactly. Like our yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's like I th- I think I had like um what are the autographs I had when I was a kid, I think. I had an autographed poster of Phenomenon with John Travolta. And that was because yeah. that was because like my 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 mom went to like school with like John Travolta's like uh, ex brother in law, now ex brother in law, or something like that. I don't know. And like, anyway, there was some sort of communication, and it was like, oh, Doug is really interested in acting and movies and blah 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 blah. And somehow, like the the executive assistant, the John Travolta, like sent me a poster of it signed, and I was like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing. And I remember we got we went out and got a frame for it, and it was like hanging in my basement. And I hadn't even seen that movie yet. And I was like, then I watched it, and I was like, all right, all right. Yeah, he has a brain tumor. But then part of me was like, part of me was like, fuck, man. Like I was like thinking about that, and I was like, (laughs) but I was like thinking about it. Like now I'm thinking about it and being like, all right, yeah, cool. But like, if that was an autograph poster of Greece signed by John Travolta, that would be cool. Phenomenon. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's like, like Grease Phenomenon know. Fanatic. It's right there. Or Saturday Night Fever. You know, you know, like like give me one of the classics. Give me a Travolta classic autographed. That I would probably still keep or I could sell. You know, like I don't know. No one wants Phenomenon. It, yeah, no. It has no it has yeah, the, it was amazing in how mediocre it was. I actually I just remembered though. I went to I, I'm 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 pretty fancy. I got to go to the premiere of the Dennis the Menace movie that came out in the 90s with Walter Matthau who wouldn't sign my program because me and another kid were going around getting the autographs of all the stars, including Mason Gamble Mason or Gamble, whatever. Dennis the Menace. Leah Thompson, who was wearing a, right. uh, like a kind Christopher of a, Lloyd, a studded bra there? top. He was not there. He was Joan the- Plowright got, got her autograph. Right. But, Walter uh, but, but yeah, Walter, Walter Matthau security was like, Mr. Matthau fell off his bike this morning. He won't be signing autographs. And I think I got this from Walter Matthau, like, and they turned to do something else, like the withering look and the, yeah, my wrist, I can't. Yeah. See, now that would have been worth money because he's dead now. You know, that would have been a good one to have. And a picture of me getting him to yeah. to at least waving me away. I can't. Nah. Yeah. I talked about that. I, I mean, I asked when I was in high school, I uh, got to go on a Harrison Ford movie set. And um, I talked about this, I think, on one of the podcasts, but I'll just mention it briefly. And at the end of the day, I asked him for a photo with my friend. And he was like, not now, guys. And I was like, 
I was like heartbroken because I was like, oh my god, there's Han Solo, there's Indy. I'm like, I'm like, that's a good picture to get. That's a good get. And he was just, hell yeah, he was a total dick. And I was like, oh man, as a 15 year old, I was like, man, that like it was an awesome, yeah. it was an awesome day until then. Like he ruined the it's, day. It's, 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 well, yeah, exactly. And, what, and, 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 and I'm a kid, and I'm a kid. I wasn't an adult being uh, fucking annoying or whatever, you know. I was like, ah, get out of here, kid. Ah, fuck him. You know what? Get uh, off my right set. Broadcast. Fuck you, Harrison Ford. Yeah. If he's listening, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck you. You know uh, what you did. Exactly. He does know what he did. Um. Well, Alex, Alex Enriquez, you uh, you That's really, me. you really put yourself out there today. Um, you came on the show. You uh, you told us an asshole story of uh, top top degree asshole story, I would say. Um, as a child, uh, telling a, a, another younger child that uh, his mother's uh, pussy might taste nice. No, or- I, I said I said why don't why don't I why don't I eat you eat out your mom's why don't pussy I eat and out tell you how it tastes pussy. exactly. And tell you how it tastes. Coming from a 15-year-old who's eaten a lot of pussy at that age. Oh, yeah. Sure he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you and I both know you don't know. have any idea. Now, you see, have no if, shot with my mom. Now, if that was his comeback, that would have been like, all right. <laughs> Kudos, Karen. Enough, you man. got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll run home. I'll run home and start a new life. Bye. Well, you really put yourself out there today. That was a great asshole story. Um and um, the way uh, everyone, the way we end this show is uh, by everyone stating their name and saying that they are an asshole. So the floor is yours. I am Alex Enriquez, and I am an asshole. There you go, folks. Alex Enriquez, and he's an asshole. But he came on the show, and he redeemed himself today. So we do thank him for that. He can go in peace now by not being an asshole. Um, Alex, uh, it's been great, uh, seeing you, uh, thanks for doing uh, the show. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug, talk about? Uh, I, I thank you for the, the bandwidth. I really appreciate it. It was nice sharing a drink with you. Uh, yeah. Twitch, Twitch, uh, Duke underscore midnight, Instagram, Dr. Alex, uh, Twitter, E Alex Enriquez, but I'm never there. Uh, <laughs> and just find me, find me somewhere and argue with me. Yeah, Alex loves a good argument. So uh, make sure you check him out on the uh, the hot the hot mic app show. Uh, we're all gonna watch that. And uh, yeah, thanks Alex for uh, for coming on. And um, I hope to see you in person soon. Um, now that things are starting to go back to normal a little bit. So, oh, I think that'll happen sooner rather than later. I think, I think so. I think so. Too. I'm in your home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You are here. That's right. We did that bit before. You're gonna see, when I exit the show, you're gonna see me walk behind him going the other way. Not. <laughs> oh, if we, if we can make that happen, Jesus! If we can make that happen. <laughs> Next time we'll have to coordinate it. All right. Well, say hello to uh, Katie Rose and the dogs. I will. And um, uh, thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Remember, don't be an asshole. But uh, if you are. Laugh about it and talk about it. Bye. You've been listening to I'm an Asshole with Doug Bass. Please subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. Have a good asshole story? Email us at Doug at DougBassComedy.com. We'll see you next time.